0: Live from the Battle Born Broadcast Center, it's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Cofield and Company here on a
1: Wednesday. By the way, no Justin Watkins today. He'll be with us tomorrow. Our legal insiders on every Wednesday. I think he's actually in Reno, and I think he's actually at the rodeo, oh, which nice. I have lots of fleeting plans on this show. I was—I don't—I don't know how much you would have loved this. I was planning about two months ago to potentially go and do the show in Reno and be around the rodeo. How do you think that would have worked out? Great. <laughs> fantastic you're a rodeo guy uh i'm not but i'm not i'm not anti i'm not against it would have uh, been cool
2: i don't love the rodeo uh, i know you don't have covered it several times and obviously i'm talking about N- you know nfr not just a regular rodeo which might be more fun um i don't like the tying of animals and i don't like the the dirt kicking up everywhere so you can't breathe
1: well, I could have used the excuse that I was getting out of town to go and cool off. But uh, <laughs> it's actually, well, in the studio today, it's a little bit hot. <laughs> but, but in general, in town, it's been ridiculously nice. It's been great. It's supposed to be, I feel like it's supposed to be about 13 degrees uh, warmer today. We haven't gotten that yet. No, it, we still haven't had a 100-degree day, right? So that's nice. In like over 270 days now, I think it is.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I was looking because uh, I'll be going to going to the beach in Mexico next month, and I was looking at temperatures, and I was like, man, it's hotter, it's hotter here than it is. So it even hotter there than it is here.
1: It's going to be brutal out in the sun. All right, quick timeout. We'll come back. We'll reset. <laughs> I got it. Quick timeout. We're good. Keep it locked
0: right here. Cofield and Company will return in minutes on ESPN Las Vegas. Now, back to Cofield and Company, live from the Battle Born Broadcast Center on ESPN Las Vegas.
1: So I wanted to follow up on Alex Margulies, who was just on with us 10 minutes ago, uh, Nevada Sportsnet. We have the Reno Hour, so we pop him on as much as and as often as we can. I was surprised he was so reserved on having the A's there for a whole season at the Reno ballpark. He sounded excited for it. But he said he didn't think it, they could be there for a whole season. I think they should be. Yeah, why not? And and if I if I lived in Northern Nevada, I'd be pissed off. I'd be like, yeah, you bet your ass they better be here for a year. Yeah, if you're going to go, don't go for like a series here. And well, there. my point is that they're, they're paying for our stadium. They should get something out of it. Well, I'm, we probably should have got that in this original deal. Right. How many times <laughs> are you going to say that, by the way? <laughs> a lot. Right?
2: It's happened with Allegiant, like 75 times. whole thing is so weird. We rush these things through, and then, oh, yeah, this,
1: this should have been in there. This should have been in there. This should have been, been in there. Yeah, we know. And they did it again. Didn't didn't dot all the I's and cross the T's, and there's a lot of stuff that's going to be coming where, they're like, wait, what? We're paying for what? We don't like that decision. Why wasn't this worked out ahead of time? Because they had a rush.
2: Wait, the, the, the stadium's not – it's not going to be 1500000000 billion? Mm-hmm. You're not contributing $1.1? Yeah.
1: What? Oh, we should have asked that. Right. So you think it's going to be a lot less? I said, of course it is. Yeah. We, so sh- we should have so, asked that. So it'll be 900000000 million. We'll cover three eighty, And then he'll still not put a dime in there because the rumors last week were that he'll – John Fisher would get a loan for – at the time it was $1.1 billion, if you believe that number, from Goldman Sachs or someone. Yeah. Just like Mark Davis did. Mark Davis got like over $600 million – once Sheldon Adelson pulled out of the deal, then Jerry Jones came in and he's like, hey, Bank of America, let's go.
2: Well, I mean, how much would they really need to do? I mean, they, they got nearly 400 million from us. They'll sell PSLs to get, you know, maybe another 200 million. I don't know how much they're going to get from it.
1: I think their PSLs will be 10 million. I don't Watch. think they're going to be able to sell Watch. any PSLs. Watch. Huh? What do you think? Corporate? So, okay, 100, 100 million. 100 million. Really? Angeles well,
2: Raiders like six hundred.
1: Yeah, it's football. Yeah, it's a sixty-five thousand seat stadium. We'll see. Yeah, mark this one down. If they're able to sell a lot of PSls, that will be pretty amazing, and that defers more of the cost. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we got some sports figures in trouble. Um, first of all, we got a uh, soccer. What's going on here? Referee attack. <laughs> yeah,
2: it was. Jose Mourinho was not happy. They, uh, Who is
1: he? It's a legendary coach. He's been all
2: around okay. the world. Uh, coaching Roma. They had one more chance to qualify for the Champions League next year. They lost uh, in a shootout. He was not happy with the official, so he confronted him in the parking garage, uh, called him an effing disgrace, among other things, was screaming at him. Uh, looks like the fans took the lead, and then when the referee was with his family trying to fly out of the country the next day, uh, he was harassed at the airport uh, as as uh, other fans kind of followed in uh, Mourinho's footsteps. So he has drawn a ban for four games at the beginning of next Europa League because they didn't make it to the Champions League, so they'll be in the Europa League, and uh, he will be missing the first four games,
1: which probably he's fine with. Who's the guy in American sports who'd be most likely to go after a referee in a parking garage? Huggins? He's
2: not a coach anymore?
1: Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) That one's interesting, which we never hit on that. Would Huggins be able to find the parking garage in the right city? He thought he was in Columbus. Are we in the position now that we're going to mock on alcoholics? Uh, no. What? How do we cover this anymore?
2: Well, how? But how would he? How would he treat somebody else who made a mistake? Be forgiving and said, "Hey, we understand." Do you have any examples? No, I mean that's he's, he's a lunatic.
1: A player that makes a turnover on the floor? No, that part,
2: yeah. Hey, it's it's okay, yeah. buddy. Everybody makes mistakes.
1: I mean, he was using homophobic slurs that got him in trouble in the first place before sure. this drunken incident. Um. But I think, again, I don't know him in and out. I think he's had he's had a long time problem. In fact, I I remember, I, I forget what case it was and where the hell he was and if he was in between jobs. Maybe it was before West Virginia. I remember I, it may have been before Kruger, before Lon Kruger. So they were considering hiring him. No, here. that we discussed, we discuss uh, discussed Bob Huggins, but. It was well known enough that he had drinking problems. That were I remember in that studio across the way on the Old Wise guy show that we were like, I don't think he can work in Las Vegas. There's too many vices here. Like, what would he be like in a town like this? Yeah. Not that Morgantown's not a crazy you know place where you can drink all you want either.
2: Yeah, it's a bit of a party
1: town. But if you're a partier and you've got you know vice issues, addiction issues, this is this is an interesting place to live. Now we've heard mm-hmm. we've got some great success stories in Max Crosby. Sure, but I wonder goes. if you talk to Max Crosby, like you personally, you're you're cracking some jokes. If you brought up Bob Huggins to Max Crosby, I think the conversation would be different. In terms of what he would say, he no, would what say, you I mean, would say, and how the the tenor of the conversation would be. Yeah, probably. Yeah.
2: yeah, but I mean, look, I don't. It's the situation is what it is. He got he he's somebody who probably should have been fired a couple weeks ago, wasn't, and then makes another massive mistake. Like that's. That's the bottom line. Of I don't think that if, if a couple weeks ago it didn't happen, he probably wouldn't have got fired for the DUI. He didn't get fired; he resigned, but right. he probably wouldn't have been in trouble for the DUI. In this kind of
1: trouble for the DUI, right. it's two things on top of each other. You saw uh, Jordan McCabe, who played there and then came here to finish out his college basketball career and five more degrees. You saw what he said, right? No, oh, he didn't. No, oh, he said that uh, Huggins treated his family really well. He'll <laughs> he'll always be on his side. Uh, his mom. Got diagnosed with cancer. McCabe's did, and you know Huggins stepped up and found the best doctors. And McCabe said sure. she's still here four years later. Good. So it's a weird time. It's a weird time. And the the other the other thing is just I don't even know I don't know when he was going to announce it. I don't know if it was public. I'm pretty sure McCabe was actually going to start his coaching career at West Virginia yeah. with yeah. Huggins, which Huggins told us that back at the Final Four, yeah. and we didn't put it out there because you know it wasn't public and then when i saw this happen i was like oh man what a what a terror i mean the 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 alcohol issue is the big thing but what a freaking terrible break yeah unless they're going to retain the rest of the staff which and jord will catch on somewhere anyway maybe they will maybe they will for a year yeah i mean they need need actually i didn't even see it maybe they did since i don't know did they did they just bump someone up to be interim or are they going to go steal a mid-major coach
2: i thought they were on a search
1: okay but I don't know. I didn't see a decision made. Okay. Uh, South Florida. Maybe he's going Spe- to be the head coach. Speaking of trouble, that would be a long shot. Speaking of trouble. Um, Not anymore. It's already clear, Tyreek. Sounds like in the last hour and a half, the police have finished their investigation and
2: there'll be no charges. What was the allegation? Uh, Tyreek Hill assaulted a worker at the marina in Miami. Which one does? Uh, you know, if you're down there. I would say slapping a marina employee. Based on how bad the airport is, I would have I would have wanted to slap somebody there. So I assume the marina doesn't function that much better. And you're not a violent person, (laughs) no. It's literally it's the worst airport I've ever been to. Uh, It's awful. It it, I we I wrote about it in a Sunday column this week that just said it's almost like somebody went around and they're like, all right, how can we how can we make this the least efficient. Like baggage claim ever. I got an idea. How can we make it the least efficient check in? I got an idea. Uh, the worst, uh, sh- like the tram that goes to the rental car center and the parking, horrific. Everything's terrible about it. So um, if the marina has designed anything like that, I get the frustration. But no, Tyree Hill, who has had violence issues in the past, allegedly slapped a worker at the marina. Uh, there was some. Uh, investigation that was going on. Apparently, the marina worker did not want to press charges, so I think that was part of the police saying, like, all right, let's just move on from this. Uh, but it sounds like there was at least
1: uh, contact made. Okay. You mentioned the investigation. While we're at it, we should shout out Metro and other officials who are involved in stuff like this. Um, I'm not going to – I don't know the details in depth to say that they they thwarted two serious incidents, but uh, Metro – did arrest a guy who was talking trash up on social media about shooting up Toshiba Plaza. Yeah, so that happened right around the uh, the day of the parade, and then then there was a report the other day that there was a another guy who uh, arrested over the weekend because he continuously made threats against the Golden Knights championship parade and police officers. So I don't know if that was on the ground, but so
2: and we did we not did easy have, to keep the city safe. We did have people. Um, And I know, look, I I know that there was people around the parade that I talked to personally that were constantly looking up at the windows at uh, Park MGM. just saying like, you know, what if this happened again? Um, And that they were worried about it. Uh, And I know there were some some kind of spotlights that were up there as well. But uh, somebody did post on social media that was a guest at Park MGM uh, that security came to every room that had a view of the plaza and uh, kind of looked around a little bit. So I, I think there was a lot of good planning that went on.
1: All right, there you go. I just wanted to get some more details on that. So on the Knights. This is going to be a discussion that goes on probably for at least a week or so until some decisions come down. July 1st is free agency. Boy, we love talking goalies. (laughs) We love talking goalies. In Las Vegas with the Golden Knights. Aiden Hill wins the cup. Brassois started the path in the playoffs. Logan Thompson started the path in the regular season. Robin Leonard still here. Hill and Brassois are free agents. Thompson's under contract. He's got the cheapest contract. The other two don't have a contract. Leonard is still under his contract, and you said, what, two years left? Nine S- uh, $10. $10. and a half million dollars. Ten and a half. Six million this year, four and a half next okay, year. Okay, so ten and a half. You said that you think Brassois will be the guy. Check that. Thompson. That Thompson will be the guy, and then who did you say they would keep around if they could? Uh, they could potentially keep. Boswah, if they could, I, I he's look, cheap. I think but Leonard, love, but Leonard is looming. He is, and I think they would love to have Aiden Hill. But I just, I don't know that they'll be able to afford him. You think Aiden Hill in the open market after winning a cup is going to get a nice, juicy, you know, long-term, yeah, three, four-year deal?
2: It's probably his only chance to sign one too, so he should find every cent
1: that he possibly can. Okay, I'm with you. I've Logan Thompson showed enough that he he should be the franchise goalie, and he's still a young guy. Came through the system. They have him under contract. This was Willie yesterday when I asked him about Logan Thompson. Logan Thompson will not be with the Golden Knights. Really? LT's going to go? He's going to go. Get out of here. Here's why. Logan Thompson does not deserve to be anybody's backup. He's proved himself. He went into the – he finished up the season they didn't get into the playoffs and proved he could be a starter. He started the season. He's their all-star goaltender. He proved that he's number one. There's no way he wants to come back next year. He understands. Him and Aiden Hill, by the way – our best of friends. He doesn't want to come in and be Aiden Hill's backup. And Aiden Hill, by all due respect, doesn't have to be anybody's backup. Right. So from an economic standpoint, it seems unlikely. Because think about it, folks. I, I know what's going to happen. If Aiden Hill leaves and signs a mid-level deal, people are going to flip out here. Hey, the guy won the cup. He wore a Larry Johnson jersey. He's awesome. How do you let him go? Okay, if you keep him... What other core players are you cool with, yeah. booting out? Because some then other people are going to have to go. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it would probably. It's, I think they're probably likely to
2: lose both Barbashev and Aiden Hill, but if you sign one of them, you're almost guaranteed
1: to lose the other, right? For sure. Um, and well, if even you, even even if you even, Yeah, I mean, if you signed, if you signed Aiden Hill, you're losing Barbie. Uh, stop. Marcy's safe. We want to honor what Butchie wants. You're safe with Carly, right? He's got two more years on the contract? What's the problem? I think he has more. Okay. Stop. Stop doing this. Why? Nicknames are part of the game. Sure. Barbie's a great nickname. Come on. You can do that one.
2: It's no. It's it's better than others. Okay. Because it actually means something.
1: So you think the plan should be Logan Thompson, million and a half, and a half. Maybe Broussard he'll take a little bit less, and then there's the situation with Robin Leonard. If he passes a physical, game's on. Yeah. Then what? Yeah,
2: you're. If you are a Golden Knights fan right now, all you're doing is sitting around hoping, not for injury, but that Robin Leonard's recovery does not go well enough and he fails a physical. That's that's
1: what you want. Okay. Do you remember how intense flurry Leonard was? Of course. I know you were more of a Leonard guy because sure. you know a lot more of the behind-the-scenes stuff on Flurry. Were you alone in being a Leonard guy? No, I don't think so. What do you think the split in the market with the fans was? Fans like ninety-five-five. <laughs> okay, o- overall, I-, I don't. I don't agree with you. I think there actually were a lot of Leonard people. I don't know. We're revising know history so. because everything fell apart, and and last year closed out poorly. Where there was discord in the organization, I th- I think. Um, Leonard earned a lot of respect. And I, I think at a we'll say a high point for Leonard, I think it was probably 60-40. Flurry, 60, Leonard, 40. Stick with me. Okay. Okay. Cause then I'm and, and I know that was a story, man. Because you, you know, like I'm not hardcore hockey guy, but I am hardcore angst, hardcore drama. And that was an incredible amount of drama because there were people on both sides. Yeah. And people kind of faded on Flurry, and then all, it became this whole thing of like, you know, Leonard can make certain saves that Flurry can't, and vice versa. There was a lot of intensity there. So I'm reading uh, who was it? Oh, Fox Five. Right? So I see Fox Five with a link, and they do a really good job with their social media, and I see they have a story about off season needs for the Vegas Golden Knights. And I'm like, wow, okay. Boy, this market's getting pretty crazy. Huh. You're gonna have 13 on board with scripts. They're gonna be covering hockey a lot more. Hopefully they bring in some sports people. Their news people are great. I saw Trisha Keane did a really good job on what, you know, the magic of the season. Um, we know three's very invested. NBC. We know, you know, uh, Chris Matthews and Futrell and those guys are are really invested. But when I saw the Fox thing, I was like, Are they having online people write stories about the Vegas Golden Knights? It's pretty cool. I click on it. It's AP. Sure. It's your buddy Mark Anderson. Did you see what Mark wrote? No. So subhead about all the different changes that could be on the way. Goalie Robin Leonard. He missed the entire season after undergoing hip surgery in August. Skip ahead. Vegas fans never warmed to Leonard. Let me read that again. Vegas fans never warmed to Leonard. Was he here? I, I mean, I think that's true. I think you guys are insane. I mean, that that's, that's how much how much that's, hatred this, did I get for talking about it all the yeah, time? Yeah, this is a personal take. You became connected to the story. Because you're not going to get, Adam, I agree with you on Robin Leonard. You're going to get, Adam, you're the devil. I love Flurry. I'm telling you, I was here and I don't have any skin in the game. I don't care about Flurry or Leonard back then or now. I, I have opinions on both, but I don't have a side I'm rooting for. There, there were Leonard supporters. And folks, you can tweet more, at it there was more maybe, in the media. maybe I have. More dude, in the media I, than not, as fans. That's not what I remember. Yeah, I mean, we're, I, we're I,
2: just, we just disagree. I, I don't remember I saw remember a lot fans. of feedback,
1: so, okay. So, I guess that's a matter of opinion. That was that who you, I was that, referring to the
2: other day of all the people. Like, how many people came to me and said, I will never cheer for this team again if they pick Flurry over Leonard?
1: Right, okay. There's many, so, many people. That right. that was their whole, like, that was the hill they were going to die on. Okay, it wasn't 99% the one. Well, I said 95-5. It was 60-40. I'm telling you, there were lots of Leonard people. Lots. Fleury also had disastrous moments, Disasterly. in some of those playoffs, and yeah. that doesn't mean that doesn't that doesn't go without repercussions with fans. There were a lot of people who liked the more reliable style of Leonard. Now they worried about him going to overtime. No shootouts, shootouts, shootouts. Right. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the skill set, a lot of people liked safety over athleticism. And personalities. Now we didn't know everything we know now about Leonard. He's he's an interesting guy. <laughs> maybe trust his
2: family a little too much.
1: Yeah. So, all right, we'll have to look into this one more. I, I yeah. when I read that, I was like, I don't know, man. I remember it's funny. You can cover a story for three years that was just a couple of years ago, and you have different perspectives on it on the same show.
2: Yeah, I mean, I remember. I think media was closer to the sixty forty you're talking about. I I thought fans were. I said ninety five five. I mean 80-20 maybe the, the least. But, yeah, I definitely think it was a very, very strong uh, from the fans pro flurry crowd.
0: Miss any of the show? We've got you covered. Head to LVSportsNetwork.com and go to podcast to listen to all of your favorite LV Sports Network shows anytime from any place. Now back to Cofield and Company at the Battle Born Broadcast Center on ESPN Las Vegas.
1: All right, rolling on into the second half of the 5 o'clock hour. Cofield and Company, ESPN, Las Vegas. We haven't had a chance to hit all the goings-on around the Mountain West Conference, and that has to do with realignment. Will there be more realignment? San Diego State was hoping. They've got a deadline coming up in nine days with a lot of money at stake. Bernie Wilson covers the San Diego scene for AP. Lots to get into. How are you, sir?
3: Pretty good. How about you?
1: Uh, we're good. We're good. Uh, just you know, reading up a little bit more on San Diego State in this situation. Give me your interpretation of what just happened this last week with uh, the request for an extension from the conference, and the conference quickly came back and said no. Well,
3: it sounds like uh,
1: the Getty Little Aztecs are and a little bit of a bind. Yeah. And like you
3: said, you know, it's a lot of money at stake, and you know, state colleges. Uh, probably shouldn't get themselves in a when there's a lot of money at stake. I mean, that's just, uh, you know, my view from the peanut gallery, but I, I guess, you know, it's not a laughing matter, but it just seems so San Diego, you know, bad things happen in the sports market. Um, uh, and it just seems like, uh, you know, bad things could happen to the Aztecs. If, uh, you know, if the mountain West doesn't grant this extension or, or doesn't negotiate, uh, you know, something acceptable to the Aztecs. I mean, it sounds like, for lack of a better term, that the Aztecs could be over a barrel, especially if, uh, you know, they, they have to pay double the exit fee, and it doesn't sound like they have that money, and they sounds like they whatever fee they pay, if they wanted even the lower fee they wanted to pay in installments, so, you know, it doesn't sound good.
2: Was there some sort of a, I guess, at best, miscommunication, at worst, a rift between the athletic department and the administration that led to this? Um, I don't know. I'm sorry. Between the the conference and the. Uh, I, I well, thought. I thought between maybe the administration and the athletic department. Oh, the administration.
3: Who, yeah. Um, I, I'm going to try to say this as delicately as possible. Um, I'm not a big fan of San Diego State's administration. <laughs> And, and I say that having lived here for 31 years, having seen various things go on over there. And it just seems like when administrations get involved in athletics, you know, it's like when politicians try to get involved in sports, things don't always turn out well. Um, and I'm just going on a couple of, you know, just a real quick example. The, the whole matter rise of rape accusation last year. Um, the administration managed to bungle the res- public response to that um, and, and just didn't handle things publicly the way it could have. Um, and now we're talking a move with millions of dollars at stake. And, and let's face it, how embarrassing would it be if the um, you know Mountain West accepts their Uh, I guess, resignation or kicks them out or whatever, and then they don't have a place to go. Let's say the Pac-12 implodes or doesn't want them, or the Big 12, you know, doesn't want them, whatever. I mean, you always have to take worst-case scenarios into mind, and maybe... um, And the other thing that chaps me, too, is, you know, this is a public university, and we in the media always strive for you know, a little bit of uh, disclosure and And whatnot. Uh, It'd be nice if they would uh, release the copies of the letters on both sides. Um, Seems to be past the point of no uh, no return as far as sensitivity to negotiation. So maybe the administration got a little cocky and thought, "Hey, we're (laughs) San Diego State. Uh, You know, the Pac-12 wants this. You know, we're going to drop a bomb on the Mountain West, and here we are." I have heard one of the reasons. I know they're very arrogant up there. As I once heard someone describe San Diego state as the big San Diego state machine. And it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, uh, you know. to which my response is, remember you're a public institution. Yep. And, and that's what a lot of these people and places, they just don't seem to remember that public institution thing. So maybe the president got ahead of herself, um, but clearly Mountain West is operating from a position of strength, as well it should. I mean, you know, that's uh, what America's all about, right? Is get leverage and use it to, to the max. It's
1: a voice of Bernie Williams and Cofield and Company. Check that. Bernie Wilson. I'm a big Bernie Williams fan. You're a Yankee. That's okay. I it's not
3: a bad guy to be
1: uh, compared yeah. <laughs> with. Bernie Wilson. Yeah. Or, or misidentified yeah. as. Uh, a few Ryder in San Diego. Um Correct me if I'm wrong. When the when the whole debacle went down with the Big East, that had to be a, like a much different administration. It's not the same administration. I mean, we're talking eleven, twelve years later, and it sounds kind of familiar.
3: Yeah, it um, was a different president, a different AD. I mean, that, that's the whole thing about um, you know. Look, I'm all for higher education, um, but higher education is badly broken in this country, badly. Um, and I say that having You know, one college graduate in our family and one who found the college wasn't his thing, so he dropped out and did something else. But having paid, you know, just even at public schools, breathtaking tuition. Mm -hmm. You you get robbed every time you walk into a college bookstore, literally. Um, You know, administrations change because people go on to bigger and better jobs, bigger paychecks. That's, That's how higher ed seems to work. You know, ADs move up the chain and. Replaced by some peppy younger person, and same with college presidents. Yeah, it's a whole different uh, administration, whole different scene. Um, but yeah, similar thing. It's just that time seemed to be a little safer. This time, if you read the key leaves as far as worst case scenarios, they could be without a home. I mean, it uh, you know probably not, but you know not not only is the you know, Mountain West apparently taking advantage of you know, having the upper hand here, but you know, the Pac twelve and Big Twelve can, can take a look at San Diego State as a possible expansion partner and and work them over um, for a little less than yeah. maybe what they could get. So yeah. San Diego State apparently, you know, is drawing the short straw on both sides of this. I don't know if they thought things were going to be a lot smoother and they could just sail through it or or what, but yeah, it's, you know, and again having covered San Diego sports for three decades, you always have to look at worst case scenarios first. And, And it just appears that the state faces them on both ends.
1: And you make a really good point about the position they're in now because conferences and presidents will take every opportunity they can when they add other schools. If that school doesn't have leverage like USC and UCLA have leverage, going into the Big Ten. They're going to walk right in, and they're going to get a full share. Other schools in the past, like Nebraska, Rutgers, and Maryland, going into the Big Ten, you know what, when you get your full share? Five years in. You know what that does to a program in terms, or programs in terms of competitiveness? Uh, it crushes you. So, oh, yeah. you, you don't want to be in that position with the Big 12 or the Pac-12. So, tell me your gut feeling. You're in California, so you're certainly aware of what goes on in the Pac-12. What do you think's going on with Klyavkov? Why is this taking so long? Is he going to come out of this? As somebody of the the a couple ad's and presidents have said oh we're going to we're going to have more money per school than the big 12. Do you believe that?
3: No, not at all. No. I mean, no. when you lose your two marquee programs to the big 10 of all places, um, I mean that to me is still shocking. I mean, my, my wife went to SC. our youngest boy went to UCLA so, and I've covered the Pac 12 back uh into the days when it was the Pac 10, when it was when it had barely emerged from the Pac 8 days. I'm old. Um And, uh, you know, so you lose your two marquee programs. You lose, for the time being, the Southern California market. And I don't see how they think they're going to get more. I mean, they're probably, maybe it's taken so long because they're begging broadcasters to take them or to give them a a decent deal, maybe not even a fair deal. But, I mean, how do you go around selling the Pac-12 without SD and UCLA? And with, you know, you keep hearing, well, the corner schools might bail, Oregon, Washington could bail, they could be happy at just being Pac-10, but, you know, on the other hand, the one thing that is in San Diego State's favor is how on earth would the Pac-12-10, whatever it's going to be, how, how would you just abandon Southern California? I mean, San Diego certainly isn't LA as as far as population and, and sports market, but it is Southern California. It's a great destination, especially you know in late October, November. Um, the basketball team down here, you know, if, if they were paying attention up in the Pac-12, made it all the way to the national championship <laughs> game. Um, you know, the football team has a long way to go, but it, it's, uh, for, as far as West Coast, uh, the Aztecs are a marquee basketball team. Um, you know, you guys have seen enough of them over there in Vegas. Um, Too whether much. Whether they it can. Yeah, yeah, Too exactly. Much. That's We're the point. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and so there, there's that going for for the Aztecs, but again, um, that that just seems like a real hard sell for the. Pack 12 to try to sell itself with with two of its 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 two marquee members uh, preparing to walk
2: away next summer. Well, they they couldn't sell it with them. I mean, I still can't watch the games. It's infuriating.
3: No, <laughs> well, that's a good point. Well, I guess you'll be able to see. Yeah, UCLA and USC once they're in the Big <laughs> yeah. Ten, is get the Big Ten I can't wait for a Big Ten championship game between SC and UCLA at the Coliseum one of these forthcoming seasons. <laughs> That'll be Or, or the Ro- or the Rose Bowl, although I think it'll be at the Coliseum. <laughs>
1: uh, Bernie Wilson's with us, so I'm going to go a different direction here. Uh, uh, it's interesting. Bernie's the AP writer in San Diego. Uh, Bernie, I started to tell the story in hour one. I was kind of teasing ahead. Um, I'm going to apologize ahead of time. I was eavesdropping on you after a San Diego State UNLV game because I'm uh, on the UNLV broadcast crew. And Mm -hmm. you went on one of the greatest rants I've heard in a long time. And I was like, this guy is a lot more than sports. You were ranting about Social Security. You're a little older than me. But I remember what you were talking about, and it was just – basically it was, hey, they're going to take this away from us. And, you you know, you were getting all heated up. So I was like, you know what? I want to lean on Bernie for this one because – I think San Diego did the right thing. It may suck, and you can tell us I'm wrong on this. Uh, When San Diego basically told the Chargers, no, we're not giving you public money. We're not giving you the exact deal you want to be down in the gas lamp. And in the end, you know, they put it to a public vote, and the the town told them no. And a lot of that was Spanos. Um, I wanted your reaction on, I'm sure you paid attention to it, what we just did with the A's, giving them $380 million from the state of Nevada and the county. In the end, it's probably going to benefit them to the tune of one point five billion dollars, uh, especially with your experience watching what happened with Spanos and that effort to give public money to sports.
3: Yeah, first of all, I still feel that same way about social security. I, I know. By the way, I and it's, it's, it's interesting get, it's the conversation worse. sports sports writers have after games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it doesn't take us uh, <laughs> take much to get us riled up, but yeah. you know that that's a very interesting dynamic because. Um, I guess the Nevada legislature likes to give away a lot of public money to um, billionaires, or at least multi-millionaires. Um, you know, it's a i I guess it's a sad situation in the Bay Area. You know that Oakland has lost the Raiders to the Vegas. It lost, uh, you know, the Warriors across the bay to San Francisco, and now it appears to lose the be losing the A's. Um, you know, on one hand, I, I haven't been following the stadium proposals too close in, um, in Oakland. But, yeah, I haven't covered the Charger fiasco for 15 to 20 years. At a certain point, communities just have to say to owners, you know, we're not going to build your palace, go somewhere else. It's mm-hmm. a hard thing. It was tough. It's tough for any city to lose any franchise, let alone an NFL team. But, but the Chargers had worn out their welcome, and I guess, um, you know, what I find funny about the whole thing is that Mark Davis used the same design in Vegas that he and Dean Spanos were going to use <laughs> for their pie-in-the-sky proposal in Carson, you know, carson California. Yep. Um, so I don't drive through Vegas much, but every time I do, I get a good chuckle out of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know it, it's unfortunate it doesn't sound like the owner of the a's has the best interest of the fans at heart at all nor does the mlb commissioner um it's a business and they're going to do what they want because it's, it, it's his team Manfred's going to back them up um uh, let me just say it's very unfortunate for the fans of oakland um You know, the fact that nothing has been done there over the years, having seen that here, I would tend to blame team ownership um, because team owners like to, you know, have cities not only build stadiums for them, but they like to have them run them, too, because they don't want to own them. They want want somebody else to run them. They want... They want a hundred percent of the profits and zero percent of the losses and the risk. Bingo is, is uh, how they, how the Chargers thing ended up. And you know, but but then again, Vegas is is a different animal. It seems like as far as you know, the gambling, the betting, um, everything going on there. Um, maybe it's just a whole different economy where this is going to work. It certainly wasn't going to work in San Diego because nobody knew where the money was going to come from. The team just wanted it to be from somewhere other than their own bank account. So so I guess from afar, that's all I can say. Bummer
1: yeah. for um, the fans of Oakland and,
3: you know, good luck making it work in Vegas.
1: We have a minute left. Uh, Bernie Wilson's with us, AP writer in San Diego. Do you ever talk to anyone? Is, is there a strong contingent of people down there that are actually mad uh, about what happened with the Chargers in terms of saying, hey, that was a mistake. We should have done that. We should have just given them the money. We'd have NFL football here.
3: Um, there's a handful, but not many. There's still some old timers who blame city hall. I mean, there, there was plenty of blame to go around. There were two or three or four different mayors involved. That's how long and ugly it was. Uh, But for the most part, uh, most fans hate the Chargers. Some of them hate watch and hope that they fall on their face, which they often do because they're the Chargers and that's in their DNA. Um, There's a lot of people who profess to have sworn off, the NFL for good. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who are following the Padres, but they, of course, have their own problems, as you can see by the standings and the stats. Um, but, you know, the, the NFL shift has sailed. I don't believe we're ever going to get the NFL back down here. It, it's too expensive. Um, any relocation, unless one of these super-duper billionaires buys the team, but then where are they going to put uh, with the stadium? I mean, that's what the Chargers wrestled over you know, wrestled with city hall and others with for 15 to 20 years and there are spots but it could take years to clear them and, and develop them so i think the nfl is done and gone in san diego
1: bernie you're awesome we're big fans thank you so much and uh, yeah we want to get you on down the road to talk some uh, pod squad stuff but uh, more pressing yeah, uh, more pressing anytime. stuff in front of it thank you so much all right take care everybody
3: Cofield & Company
0: is live at the Battle Born Broadcast Center. Call Battleborne Injury Lawyers at 702-766-1400. Cofield & Company presents...
2: Hey, hold on, on. Hey, up, up.
0: Grab Bag.
2: Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only
1: on ESPN Las Vegas. Yes. Oh, Vegas. Not gonna,
3: not gonna go Put your hand in there, dude.
1: Okay, I did not call our last guest Bernie Williams multiple times. I think I did it once. And you gave me a look, and I caught it. Yeah. I better not have done it multiple times. I That's so you, annoying. I kind of hope you did. Because I'm the one who booked Bernie Wilson. I'm a big fan of his, as I said. Well, did you think you were booking Bernie Williams? No, not at all. Okay. No, no. I, I told you guys off the air, and I, t- I told Bernie Wilson. During the interview, uh, I was sitting there during his conversation where he was ranting and raving, because, again, he's a little older than I am. So, Social Security is, like, pretty close, and he was flipping out. He's like, they're going to take it away from us. And I'm like, yeah! No, I didn't yell out, but I was like, I'll, I can't wait to get him on down the road. I guess I should have let him rant on Social Security, but I didn't give him time. Um, he got his little shot in. He mentioned it, but I went on a really long question. Um, I just wanted to mention one more thing. You know, on all these stadium dealings and votes and money and all this, um, the voters of San Diego turned down. What in that case was, I can't remember the public money contribution, but most of it was going to come from their taxes on tourists. And I think their jump was going to be like 13%. Like ours was what? Less than 1% yeah. on the hotel room tax. Theirs was going to go from like 13% to like 17 It was a massive jump. And a lot of it was a vote against the ownership. People did not like Spanos. Well, and, but I will say, I remember the radio station down in San Diego, 100%. Everyone behind, you got to vote yes. And yeah. I always felt like it was an edict from management. And you know what happened in the end? It got voted down like 67 to 33. And within a year, the radio station booted half the staff. So you were loyal to the radio station, like our, our buddy Judson Richards, right? All of a sudden, he's gone a year later. I'm like, well, that worked out. I wonder what he really believed. He, he probably went on in the air and was like, "Yeah, vote, vote yes," and then they're like, "Get out." Now, I guess, I guess the theme there is you better do what your bosses tell you to do because maybe they were telling you, "We don't have chargers football here; we're not going to exist." And guess what? They don't exist anymore. Well, they, the mean, station they, is yeah. gone.
2: They might have straight out told him, "Like you probably want to pitch this for yes, right?" Because without it, if it's voted
1: no, we're in trouble. I bet you they didn't.
2: They might have. You Never know.
1: Knowing the company, uh, the know. the parent company, I bet you they didn't. But these are the things that go on. I cut you off. You were going to say something about the public money and the Spanos and the Chargers and, no, I, and I, I Mission, was Valli, say, Mission Valley. They were offered Mission Valley where Snapdragon Stadium yeah. is now, and that's a beautiful location. Yeah. They could have been there, but they wanted to be downtown.
2: Yeah. Uh, look, I, I, what I was going to say is anytime you put it on a ballot, it's going to lose. Like the, yep. These are not popular things. and it's, if, if the, the people know. If the politicians were going by the will of the people, they wouldn't happen. And it wouldn't have happened in the A's case for sure uh here in uh in Nevada so but I'll also say really cool that the baseball stadium is in gas lamp I'll be going to all three games this weekend I'm excited
1: that was a good idea yeah a very good idea I like it but guess how this is our fear with the A's guess how the Padres have rewarded that city for giving them helping them with a freaking grandiose ballpark well they've tried although it's not working hey you know what but I all, all I want is you to try yeah so they've got multiple guys making fifteen million dollars plus up to thirty-five million. Well, Just try. You don't. I. I. Can, you can't. You can't promise you're going to win, but at least try. Should probably get guys with better bladders. Did that, See that last night. No, nah, what happened? Oh, they
2: took the field for the ninth inning against the Giants. Yeah. and didn't have a left fielder. Oh, uh, Soto had a run. To and then the, the and then Kapler came out and he's like, "What are we like?" There's a pitch clock. What are we doing? Like, let's go. And then after the arguments all over, Soto comes jogging out of the field laughing, which I'm sure he was. Using the restroom. No bathroom brick. No. But it's true. If there's a pitch clock, let's go. Sorry, you don't have a fielder? You're playing with eight.
1: If Adam Hill's the manager, what do you tell him? Like, hey, there's water bottles. If I'm the manager of the other team? Yeah, you like go pee in a bottle like, in the corner of the dugout.
2: This is a pitch clock violation. It's a ball every
1: 20 seconds or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, let's go. There he is, the rules guy. That's yeah, why
2: he's here. Of course. Stick your hand in there, Dave.
1: Did you see uh, an old name from running Rebel basketball history? apparently he is retiring after 38 years coaching bill bano he's been working in the nba for a long time yes yeah, been a great scout you've been here longer than i have you,
2: you, 38 years coaching not since he's been here. You know, i was like Wait oh, a no 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 coaching total this is not this is no coaching older than i
1: think i am yeah <laughs> what are your recollections of bano i hope we can get him on during the summer
2: yeah uh somebody he was I think very, very excited for the job, maybe he wasn't ready for it when he came to UNV. Yeah. But he was I mean he was the coach when I was
1: covering the team at the school paper. And he took the school's traditional mission of going to get players. Oh yeah. Which you have to buy into. Yeah. If, if the resources are there, you know, then you gotta be like Mark Few. Yeah. The uh
2: Tinez, Kaz Kambala, Mark
1: Dickel days that was that was Baino. They went out and grabbed talent, and they, they re- tried to recruit even more. They tried. Well, if he's happy, uh, you know, moving away from basketball, I'm happy for him. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, good name in uh, UNLV basketball history. Good dude. Ferrari, for Adam Cofield. Make sure you check the archives of the show at lvSportsNetwork.com. And we're doing a lot more videos. Put out videos, uh, little clips, and long form up on YouTube. Just look for Cofield and Company on Twitter, on my account, and ESPN Las Vegas, and you see the retweets from the guys.